This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the Noon Report, we give you direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues at the state capitals. They are, as always, Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute and Jason McGuire at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Well, guys, welcome back to the program. Michael, I want to begin with you and talk about the abortion issue because that is a big issue in the Commonwealth these days. You know, years ago, Bill Clinton coined a famous phrase saying, keep abortion safe, rare, and legal. Well, two of those three aren't true anymore in your state. Every day, about 100 abortions are performed in the state's 18 abortion clinics. More than half of them failed inspections last year. So forget about the rare and safe component of this. I wanted to ask you how will these stats change if the PA House gets its way with its abortion legislation this year? Well, let me say right off the bat, I didn't believe Bill Clinton back when he said uh, that safe, rare, and legal, that he really meant that anyway. But uh, what we see here in Pennsylvania, the House Democrats really want to remove any restrictions on the abortion industry. We know anytime a pregnant woman goes into an abortion clinic, that baby is definitely at risk and likely to not leave alive. Uh, But as we had happen here in Pennsylvania with uh, lax regulations in the Kermit Gosnell scandal, we saw women die as well. Mm -hmm. And now House Democrats are calling for removal of those regulations. They want to have abortion up until birth and to try to put pregnancy resource centers out of business. So that whole notion of safe, legal, and rare that Bill Clinton talked about is not what the Democratic Party is all about now. Yeah, gotcha. Well, hey, when we talk about the sanctity of human life issue, Jason, we mean all stages of life from conception to natural death. And this year in New York, there is going to be a big battle when it comes to assisted suicide. They call it medical aid in dying now, but it's assisted suicide. I couldn't believe the YouGov poll that came out last week showing over 70% of New Yorkers support doctor-assisted suicide. Maybe it's that high. I don't know. But does a poll like that surprise you? And how much leverage does that give lawmakers in deciding to go forth with legislation like this? Yeah, I saw that poll as well. And one of the first things I do is I look at the language that the pollster uses when you see numbers like that. And so the term that was used was medical aid in dying or MAID, which is the technical term uh, being used on the bill this year. But they do not use the term assisted suicide because the term assisted suicide, uh, describing what this actually is, tends to bring those poll numbers down. That being said, we shouldn't forget that we are living in a post-Christian era. And it is uh, an increasingly difficult argument to understand for many people why we're so opposed to assisted suicide. And we see it as a violation of the sanctity of human life. So the Christian community needs to keep up the fight against assisted suicide. And you're going to be talking about this at your big rally coming up next month. We'll get to that in a minute, Jason. But first, Michael, back to Harrisburg. Governor Shapiro saying recreational marijuana is going to generate about a quarter billion dollars a year in revenue for the Commonwealth. He is uh, full steam ahead on this. You argue the societal costs are going to far outweigh those economic gains. How so? 
Well, you know, we need only to look at the experience in states that have already legalized commercial sale of marijuana. One of the first was Colorado, and an in-depth study there shows that for every tax dollar raised through the sale of marijuana, the cost in dealing with the resulting problems is more than $4.50. What are those problems? Well, traffic fatalities increasing because of DUIs, hospitalizations because of the high potency, upwards of 90% THC in vapes and candies aimed at young people, and then with young people. People using uh, mental health crisis, psychosis and schizophrenia are growing rampant. And then crime and cartels. Governor Shapiro says we'll raise all these millions of dollars. That means high tax levels on it, which means cartels can come in and sell under the table black market marijuana at a lower price, and that increases crime. Gotcha. Jason, you said something earlier that was kind of interesting, post-Christian culture. We use that word a lot in the news because we see it all the time, how what's right is wrong now and what's wrong is is right. But part of uh, your effort at Legislative Day next month is to teach Christians how to be effective activists in the year 2024. What does effective Christian activism look like nowadays? Well, I think a shift has occurred in the culture. Everyone has become their own authority. They are not putting as much weight in various leaders of movements. It's become a very individualized and personalized movement. Hmm. And we're seeing that reflected in our political body in activism. And people are much more active, activist-oriented than they were even a few years ago. What's important for us is to understand what biblical citizenship is and really what it means to be able to stand up and represent the cause of Christ and biblical principles in a way that is honoring to Him but still is communicating to our elected officials how we feel about the issues. And that's one of the things we want to focus on is our tone and our tenor, how to winsomely, articulately, and persuasively win the arguments of the day in various public policy positions. All right. Can't wait. And there's information soon on your website on that, the Legislative Day event coming up. We'll be talking more about it in the weeks ahead. But guys, let's talk about special elections for a minute because there have been several of them and there will continue to be several of them. And in your state, Michael, uh, there have been six in the past year, all of them have gone to Democrats. There was one this week, not a surprise, Bucks County. There's going to be another one in April to fill a seat uh, that uh, Joe Adams has left vacant. So the Republicans are 0 for 6 in special elections. What are Democrats doing right? What are Republicans doing wrong when it comes to these sorts of votes? Well, um, Pennsylvania Republicans are still not quite used to the notion of a mail-in voting, uh, which the Democrats have used to their advantage very significantly. But really, in the 0 for 6 here in Pennsylvania, those seats uh, pretty much uh, across the board were Democrat-majority districts, so not big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, we see signs the mail-in voting is having an impact on these elections. Gotcha. Well, there was a special election in downstate New York this week, Jason, that garnered national attention. This, of course, was the Tom Swazi mazi pillup race to fill the seat left vacant by former Congressman George Santos. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Swazi won that by about eight points, which, by the way, was the margin of victory that Joe Biden had over Donald Trump in that district back in 2020. Question to you, sir. How worried should Republicans be here? Well, I think Republicans should always be worried. You know, uh, when we are a blue state, it also um, is an indicator that maybe the suburbs are not as with them as some might think. A couple of things came into play, though. This was a district uh, where it was a special election, so there was a relatively low voter turnout. I would also say that there was a snowstorm on election.
election day, the worst they've had in some times, that no doubt impacted turnout for Republicans. Democrats have gotten very good about mailing in their votes, early voting, and I think the Republican Party is going to have to catch up to what is the law of the land. The third thing I'd say in this race is that maybe the migrant issue isn't going to be as large an issue as some Republicans might think. It's still the economy and the pocketbook. Republicans can learn from this race. Gotcha. Well, Michael, the governor continues to hint that he supports school choice, calling uh, last summer's failed voucher program unfinished business. But do you think he's serious about supporting school choice, or is he just paying lip service to Republicans here? I think lip service is the exact right term to use in this case. He doesn't have any money in the budget for it. He talks about it. He says, you know, he likes it and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of putting the money where his mouth is, that's not happening. Gotcha. Well, guys, let's talk a bit about uh, mobile sports betting. Of course, the Super Bowl recently concluded. It's like you can bet on just about everything nowadays. And Congressman Paul Tonka, Jason in the Albany area, says enough already. He wants to ban advertising for mobile sports betting. I saw a stat that just blew me away. Eight in ten high schoolers have placed a bet in the last year. These are high school kids that are doing this. How bad of a problem is sports betting in New York? It's a huge problem. You know, we're seeing a 26% addiction increase since we legalized mobile sports betting. You know, when you hear from elected officials, all the money that's coming into the state as a result of this, but they're not measuring the impact in real lives. You cannot watch a game today without being really propagandized into this form of predatory gambling. Uh, it's happening and it is a problem in our state. Unfortunately, I see both parties pretty intent on just the dollars they're taking into the coffers, not thinking about the people that are being impacted. All right, and guys, we are out of time this week, uh, but if you have any question about any of the issues discussed on today's program or if you want more information about Legislative Day coming up soon in Albany, Jason, where can folks find out more online? NewYorkFamilies.org. And stay informed on all the issues in Pennsylvania as well. Michael, you have a wonderful website, sir. What is that? PAFamily.org. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.